Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Living life like it matters. And you know, we talk about this world called time all the time. Time, 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 time. Today, we're going to talk about this thing called time. Because it's critical. It's it's really our major commodity in life because what we do with our time dictates how we're remembered. And we all have a timeline. Think about this. You're not Mikelzadek, right? <laughs> we have a past, we have a present, and we have a future. Now, this might sound very uh, simplistic, if you will. However, it's very important to grasp this. In the filing cabinets of our life, many people have misfiled their past into the future. We have a past filing cabinet, we have a present filing cabinet, and we have a future filing cabinet. And most people have misfiled their past into their future. You know, this interesting thing about time is time is a rare commodity, and what we do with it dictates the quality, and might I say, the character of our lives. And so today, I'm going to be posing the question, what time is it? And I want you to know, I'm going to go in and break down the whole concept of time. What does it mean? What do you do with it? And then I'm going to suggest to you that there's three distinct answers that I'm going to give you on what time it is. Because if you don't know what time it is, then you don't know where you're supposed to be. If you don't know what time it is, then you don't know who you're supposed to be. And if you don't know what time it is, then you don't know what to do or when to do it. And so by the time you're off this radio show in about 55 minutes, you should have a pretty good understanding of what time it is. But first, let's get a little eloquent with our words. Abigail Siegel wrote a little ditty called A Conundrum of Time. She says, time it is a conundrum, a plundering of malastrums in a time as dark and ageless, not to be called middle or even later until we are ancient and nameless. Time doesn't mind our puzzlement. No befuddlement could stop the circle. Old, young, life, death. A body itself no greater than any imagination we have thought of it and never understood. We are so much bigger on the inside, only big enough for time to see. A sight back and back, introspection cannot give us this view. A conundrum to live it and never understand. You know, I was just Googling stuff, just looking at this whole thing of time, and I think it is a conundrum because so many people waste time. So many people are never in time. So many people are constantly complaining about what they did with their time. They don't have enough time. And ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. We all have the same amount of time. Maybe not years, but times in the day. Last time I checked, 
There were 24 hours in everybody's day. Last time I checked, there were seven weeks in everybody's day. Last time I checked, there was 365 days in most people's years. Now, if you're Jewish, uh, you got 360 years. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. And so I was in this uh, website called thebigthink.com. It's all about science, surprising science. And this is, I'm just going to read you what it wrote. It was just so powerful. Quote, notions of time bound up with Christian conceptions of, cha- of God changed with Einstein. Yet a consensus on the nature of time still seems out of reach. It goes on to say, scientifically, time is an oddity. Relativity theory treats it as one dimension of reality. Time is tantamount to the movement of mass in space-time. So time reversal, or retrocausality, has been proposed as a way to interpret antimatter, a positron being an electron that's traveling backwards in time. Also, at a theoretical level, the equations that govern electromagnetic radiation don't distinguish between time going forwards or backwards. And yet, in the macro world of the everyday, we clearly can't move temporally backwards, but only forwards. So how can this existential difference be reconciled? See, this is how people think about time. When was the last time you gave it more thought about time than you're late for church? Anybody get that yet? This is why I share this story over. For some of you heard like, Black, you've shared this a hundred times. Yeah, but maybe for this time, you'll actually listen to it. I know most people hear my words, but most people don't listen to anything. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And thought, thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. And if you're talking to yourself and somebody else is talking to you, who do you think is going to win? You are, because you have home-field advantage. It's your stadium. And the problem is a lot of us have a party in our head. We have people from our past, people who traumatize us, people we've dreamed about, people we want to be like, people we want to be with. So much trauma, so much drama that you got a party in your head and it's not the good type. No wonder it's so hard to actually listen to people. And we're so busy and we all know that the devil can't make you bad. He'll make you busy. What's busy? Not using your time properly. In my training, it's two days, 48 hours. And when people are done, they swear they were there for two weeks. Why? Because of how I use time. So imagine there's a bank that credits your account each morning with 86400 It carries over no balance from day to day. Every evening it deletes whatever part of the balance you have failed to use during that day. What would you do? Well, you would draw out every cent, of course. And each of us has such a bank. That bank's title is time. See, every morning... It credits us with 86,400 seconds, and every night it writes off as loss. Whatever this, we have failed to invest for good purpose. You see, it carries over no balance. It allows no overdraft. Each day it opens a brand new account for you. Each night it burns the remains of the day. If we fail to use the day's deposits, the loss is ours, forever gone. And just like in life, there is no going backwards. There's no drawing against tomorrow. We must live in the present on today's deposits, fully invested, heart, body, and soul, fully present. 
That allows us to invest it to get from it the utmost, whether we're talking about health or happiness, success. And we got to realize, ladies and gentlemen, the clock is running. The time is now. The time is now. There's only a set amount of time before you were a cell in your mother's womb. God had already preordained, predestined your length of your life, how you would be born, how you would die. Make the most of today, ladies and gentlemen. Yesterday's history is gone. Tomorrow's a mystery. We don't know if we're even going to get it. But today, today is a gift. That's why it's called the present. And if you're living a life, a significant life, then the value of time is absolutely critical. It's one of your greatest commodities. What are you going to do with your time? And to realize the value of one year, ask a student who failed a grade. To realize the value of one month, ask a mother who gave birth to a premature baby. To realize the value of one week, ask the editor of a weekly newspaper. To realize the value of one hour, ask lovers who are waiting to meet. To realize the value of one minute, ask a person who missed a train. To realize the value of one second, ask a person who just avoided an accident. Today, I want to ask you, what time is it in your life? And today, I'm going to give you three specific times it is. And you got to know, I'm not talking about Kronos. I'm talking about Kairos. For the time is now. I'm Black. We'll be right back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Give me 48 hours and I will give you a new beginning. Give me 48 hours and I will give you hope. Give me 48 hours and I will give you your power back. Because between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your freedom. It is your power. At Like It Matters Leadership Awakening, 48 hours will change the course of your life. Discover the very purpose of your life, along with the ability to achieve. Give Mr. Black 48 hours in the next Leadership Awakening. Sign up at likeitmatters.net slash schedule. to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm asking a question. I know that surprises you, doesn't it? Mr. Black never asks questions. I know, I'm being facetious. Because a leader learns to ask the right question. And I'm working with a company uh, in Iron Mechanical in Sacramento, the the Rissies, uh, Jed's uh, CEO now, and Terry started the company about 20 years ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, I coach, uh, Jed, I do what I call life caddy work and we talk weekly, uh, and he's putting together a CEO checklist. So he wants to be able to pull out like a golf, uh, a golfer, you know, when he gets out of his, uh, golf cart and pulls out a scorecard, has a scorecard there. 
kind of tells him how he's doing. And Jed wants uh, to create a scorecard, something at the end of the day, at the end of the week, he could actually pull out and put checks on uh, and to say, hey, okay, I've done my job as CEO today. And so we've been working on a job description, a CEO job description, and really his job's everything, uh, anything. Uh, it's all things. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting because as we're working to put together this checklist, because it can't be my thoughts, it has to be his ideas because he's CEO, it's his company. He's the face of it. He's the picture of it. He's the one who has the money on the line. He's the one whose name is signed on the dotted line. He's the one that has legal liability. He's the one that gets to cast the checks. I'm just a caddy. I'm just another set of eyes. I'm just offering other advice, other information for him to consider as he makes his choices. That's why I call what I do a life caddy work. I don't like the concept of life coach. You know why? Because those that do, do, and those that don't, coach. That's why. And so you got your own life to lead. I got my own life. That's difficult enough. But as a life caddy, I've got to learn how to ask people the right questions. And the right question brings people to the right answers. And so I'm asking the question, what time is it? Because I want you to consider time. And today, uh, I'll do this at the close of this radio show. I'm only going to give you three specific times that it is. I don't care where you're at on the, uh, on the spiritual spectrum. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. I don't care how perfect your life is or how screwed up your life is. I'm going to tell you right now that the times that we are in, it tells us there's time for three things. And before you get off this radio show, I'm going to tell you exactly what those think, three things are. And you're not going to be able to disagree with me. But can I give you a short-term answer of what time it is? It's time for Like It Matters Radio to go nationwide. And I need your help. See, our world and our country are changing rapidly. Let's be honest. People are confused and irritated. What? You don't believe me? Okay. Phil Jackson says he doesn't watch NBA now because it's too political woke. Now, Phil Jackson is the winningest uh, basketball coach, I think, of all time. I think he won 11 or 12 uh, NBA titles with uh, maybe 10, I don't know, with a couple teams. So let me just read the article. It probably says it in here. Phil Jackson says he doesn't watch NBA now because it's too By the times have changed. This is my wording. Because the times have changed. I can't watch any sports anymore. I can't watch millionaire uh, victims. Uh, 80% of the NBA is black. They make $100 million a year. 70% of the NFL is black. They can go anywhere. These people can buy anything, can sleep with anybody. Every woman wants, uh, every man wants to be like them. They can go to any club. They can go to anywhere. They go to any country. They fly in f uh, private jets. Uh, they buy thousands of, I mean, oh my gosh. But they're victims. I, I'll never reach that. Hall of Fame coach Phil Jackson no longer watches the NBA because it's become too political. During an appearance on the Tetragrammaton with Rick Rubin, I don't know what that is, podcast, the 77-year-old Zen master claimed he hasn't followed the NBA since early in the pandemic in 2020 when postseason games were played in the bubble in Orlando. The players were allowed to wear woke messages on their back of their jerseys such as justice and Black Lives Matter. Quote, I'm not enjoying the game, said Jackson, who won 11 titles coaching the Chicago Bulls and Los Angeles Lakers. There's a whole generation that doesn't like the game. Amen, brother. They did something that was kind of wanky. They did a bubble down in Orlando, and all the teams that could qualify went down there and stayed down there during his April 5th appearance. And they had things on their back like justice, 
They made a funny thing like justice just went to the basket and equal opportunity just knocked him down. My grandkids thought that was pretty funny to play up those names. I couldn't watch it. It was just uh, too much. They even had slogans on the floor on the baseline. It was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience to the game, and they don't know it was turning other people off. People want to see sports as non-political. Politics stays out of the game. It doesn't need to be there. Phil Jackson doesn't watch the NBA anymore because it should be non-political and not support slogans like Black Lives Matter, tweeted Bishop Talbert Swan, a Massachusetts-based NAACP honcho and religious leader. The league is 80% black. He didn't mind Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant, and mostly black players giving him 11 championships. So you can't say anything. That's what time we live in. Because if you say anything, then people are, are a victim, are a victim. Don't you see? It's just sad. And this is going on all around us. People don't know how to respond. People don't know what to do. People don't know what to say, what to think. It's getting so bad. It's getting crazy. And so we got to know what time it is because emotional intelligence, something I teach, emotional intelligence, think about it, it's all about time. Emotional intelligence is using the right emotion with the right intensity for the right reason directed toward the right person in the right way. Ready for this? At the right time. What time is it? You know, a good friend of mine, Dr. Wu, uh, um, Jim, uh, Jim's a good friend, and Brian, I'm not going to use last names, but Jim and Brian, they are Dr. Wu. For years, we created incredible music with our training. I... Uh, went my own way and for some reason we just got busy life got busy and we, we didn't have a relationship for about 10 years i worked to reconnect with jim and brian they had a uh, blues party with all their music dr Wu music and they invited me had a great time reconnected had a great time wow it was like good old times but i realized at that time that you can't go back home you see, we say these sayings, but you can't go back home. We say these sayings like time heals all wounds. See, those aren't true. You can always go back home. But here's the problem. The times have changed. See, there's a times when Jim and Brian and I were best friends. We were uh, co-collaborators and we're creating and having fun. And, and their passion was merging with my passion, music, uh, and making a difference. And it was incredible. And it really spurred them on to actually start doing their own music outside of that. And really, we were the catalyst, I think, for them to have all the success that they had. Because they had always played music, just never did anything with it. But what had happened, we'd grown apart Time had changed me. The things that used to drive me don't change me. Time had changed them. They were older. They were always older than me and getting older. As a matter of fact, a couple years after the get-together at the, the music, I reached out to Jim again, really want to reestablish that. Uh, and I finally got a hold of him. It took me a couple times. He told me that his beautiful, incredible wife, um, Nancy, had come down with Alzheimer's. And Jim was like a typical man making lots of money and enjoying himself. And he did at times have relations outside of his marriage. And she knew that. She put up with a lot. Nancy was beautiful. Nancy was loving and caring and kind. She was always immaculate to look at. She's always all well put together. And Jim didn't always treat her well. And he knew that. And when I talked to Jim, he told me these words. He said, you know, my wife has been so good to me. And now she has Alzheimer's and I've given up everything. I'm going to be there for her. I'm going to take care of her. And that was a while ago. I'm not good at time because I get in time, so I lose track of time. 
but I don't know if Nancy's still alive, and I haven't reached out to Jim since then because I know realize that our time has passed. Our time has passed. And so when it says time has healed all wounds, no, it doesn't. What happens is time creates distance. See, we can't go back in time. I would love to go back in time, but I'm not Michael J. Fox. I don't have a kooky nut professor as a friend, and I don't have a DeLorean. I'd love to go back in time and fix some things if I could, and I can't, neither can you, because I've done a lot of things back there I'm not proud of. But one thing God told me a couple decades ago, Black, you cannot go back in time, but you can change your time and what you do with it from this point forward. That's when I realized the great up until now, to draw the line in the sound and up until now, up until now, I've been doing this and now I'm ready to do something different. Up until now, I've been distant emotionally and now I'm ready to reconnect with you emotionally. Up until now, I used to believe I needed eight hours sleep a night to function. Now I realize I can function a lot more. Up until now, I used to let my rage and anger get the best of me. Now, I in a proper way. See, the ancient Greeks had two words for time. There was Kronos and there was Kairos. Kronos, which we still use in words like chronological and anachronism, refers to clock time, a time that can be measured. Seconds, hours, years. That's what time is. Kronos. Where Kronos is quantitative, Kairos is qualitative. See, Kairos measures moments, not seconds. Further, it refers to the right moment, the opportune moment, the perfect moment. The world takes a breath, and in the pause before it exhales, fates can be changed. And see, the Greeks like to personify just about everything. You're probably familiar with Kronos. Just think of old father time, right? A weary, bent-back old man with a long gray beard carrying a scythe and an hourglass. His resemblance to the grim reaper is not accidental. Kronos or Saturn to the Romans is the stuff that kills you. It takes away everything you have and then it eats you too. Kairos, on the other hand, for the Greeks was a young man, lethe and handsome, Statues of him could be found all across the Greek peninsula, but the most famous stood in now ruined Sycheon. Ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about time, yes, there's Kronos, there's 24 hours on the clock, but there's also Kairos. And today, like it matters right now, I'm going to tell you three specific times that it is, because the time is now. I'll be right back to ex explain. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You've had a difference in your relationship with God, too. Tell me about that. Um, yeah, I was I was raised in a church uh, and uh, kind of stepped away uh, in, in my adult life. And this class kind of brought me right back to, to my faith. And that's a huge, huge part of my life that's just been missing. And I just, I, I feel rejuvenated, if that makes sense, that, you know, knowing that God's walking right next to me every day, every night. You know, he's right here for me and everyone else for that matter. But he's here for, for me right yeah. now. And you have some peace, don't you? Oh, it's 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 really amazing. Sorry, I'm going to get emotional. Okay. But it's, 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 it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling inside my heart. 
Like It Matters' unique approach allows people to see, hear, and experience leadership in motion. Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters. My show is about helping people become all they were created to be. Well, we all occupy a body and we don't know how it works. We are born into it. But man, that's a machine. And when you understand how that machine works, then you can work it more effectively. That's my outcome, to help people be able to make better decisions, have some hope, be inspired to be better today than they were yesterday, to live their life like it matters. Like It Matters Radio with Scott Black. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. If you're ready, if the time is now to change your life, if the time is now to quit accepting good enough, if it is time to raise the bar, then it is time to go to likeitmatters.net. Get your butt in a two and a half day intensive. I will rock your world. I will show you how to live in time. I will show you how to steal time. I will show you that when you're fully present in the now moment, that time slows down, that you can steal time, that you can have far more time on your hands. One of the greatest gifts of my training is when people come on my training, busy people, they're blown away by two things. Number one, how much more they can accomplish. And number two, by how much more they are present time. That they're fully present in the now moment. They are aware of just how unaware they were. And so, ladies and gentlemen, you got to know what time it is. Our world, our country are changing rapidly. These are different times. People are confused and irritated. It seems to many that they're in a foreign land or under assault. That is why I do this radio show, Like It Matters Radio. This unique show brings clarity to the confusion, understanding of how we function as human beings so we can function at a higher level. I've been working with people for 31 years in my intensive leadership training, and I learned a long time ago, if we want to change our world, we must change our thinking. And my goal is to help you understand all three parts of the human experience, the mental part, the physical part, and the spiritual part. I want to move you. I want to lift you up. I want to give you some true therapy. Because you got to understand the times we're in. We are not in old America. We are not in Ronald Reagan's America. We are now in Joe Biden's America. And it is all the rules have changed. Check out this article. Cleopatra's African heritage in Netflix docudrama sparks uproar in Egypt. See, the people in Egypt are mad that Americans keep lying and saying, what time are we living in where America now just lies to everybody? Here's the article, quote, Netflix's upcoming docudrama, Queen Cleopatra, in what Britain's Adelaide, uh, Adelaide James, who is of mixed heritage, plays the first century Egyptian ruler as a queen with African roots, is sparking an uproar in Egypt because everybody has to be black. Jesus has to be black. Uh, and Cleopatra has to be black. It's so important that everybody's black. I'm just stunned by the times we live in. We have never lived, I don't think, in a more racist time in the history of this country. And we used to hang people of different skin color. We're going back there again to do the same thing, but now it's going to be white people. It's just stunning. Egyptian academics are claiming that Cleopatra was born in the Egyptian city of Alexandria in 69 BC, that's before Christ, and belonging to a Greek-speaking dynasty, was of European descent and not black. An Egyptian lawyer has reportedly filed a complaint demanding that legal measures are taken to block Netflix outright in Egypt, prevent the showing from airing, because it's a lie. 
Egypt says, you can't lie to our people, but America, we, we don't care. We just want to believe what we want to believe. Netflix, of course, won't comment. But listen to this. Regarding the choice of casting Adelaide James as Cleopatra, Netflix's promotional website, Tudum, in February, quoted Jada Pinkett Smith. You know, Jada Pinkett Smith, who cheated on her husband openly with her son's best friend. You know, that Jada Pinkett Smith who's, who wants to destroy everybody else. She's the show's executive producer. And she's saying, and as saying that since the Queen's heritage has been debated, since we're not sure, let's just make her black. She said, quote, it was a nod to the centuries-long conversation about the ruler's race. Now, here's her quote, and this is what time it is in America. We don't often get to see or hear stories about black queens. You see, that's what's about. We need more black queens, right? Because we all know queens are important in our life. So, man, I got all my white queens, right? Geez, I, I can't give you a name of one of them, but I'm sure I got lots of white queens, right? So we don't often see or hear stories about black queens, and that was really important to me. So Jada Pinkett's got millions of dollars to spend on something that's important to her. It's really important to me as well as for my daughters who are black and for my community. So who is Jada Pinkett Smith's community? Well, let me ask Jesus. Hey, Jesus, your mother and your brother are at the door. And Jesus responds, who is my mother? Who is my brother? But he or she who does the will of my father, that is my mother. That is my brother. So who is Jada Pinkett Smith's community? Who is my community? Last week's trailer drop for Queen Cleopatra has caused a stir in Egypt where Zahi Hawass, a prominent Egyptologist, what does he know? He's just a scientist who studies the history of Egypt. So what does he know compared to an African-American movie star in America who, who makes millions of dollars, who can have anything she wants and still claims victim status? So Zahi Hawass, a prominent Egyptologist, was quoted by the Al-Masri Al-Yum newspaper as strongly disputing even the possibility that Cleopatra was of mixed race. This is completely false. It's fake. It's a lie. Cleopatra was Greek, meaning that she was light-skinned, not black. Meanwhile, actor Adele James has taken to Twitter to tell critics, if you don't like the casting, don't watch the show. That's what time we're living in. Here's another time for you. Trans woman crawled into bed with assaulted female resident at women's shelter. Police. A self-identified transgender woman in Ontario, Canada, was arrested Tuesday after allegedly sexually assaulting a woman in a woman's shelter. Desiree Anderson, 32, also known as Cody de Tremont, turned herself in hours after authorities issued press release, mugshot seeking her arrest, or his arrest, whatever it is. Following a report from a woman who claimed the suspect climbed in bed with her and sexually assaulted her while she was staying at a woman's shelter. By the way, this is everywhere. This is going on everywhere. Last August, convicted sex offender and self-identified transgender woman, Shane Jacob Green, also known as Stephanie, was arrested and charged with two counts of sexual assault in a woman's shelter uh, after allegedly raping one of the women. This is going on all over the world. You know what? If I go to jail, if I go to prison, I'm transgender. Just say no. So if I ever have to go to prison, I'm transgender. Yeah. Uh, I'd much rather be in a women's prison than a men's prison. And that's what's going on in all the sexual assaults in prison that nobody's talking about. See, you got to know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about Kronos. I'm talking about Kairos. And in Christian theology, Kairos is referred to extensively. 
It has a sense of ripeness. Isn't that a great word? That's what kairos means. I've, I've never heard that before. And it's so powerful. It's a ripeness. Isn't that a great word? In the, I mean, you know the book of Ecclesiastes. I always reference, to me, that is the best example of kairos, right? Uh, uh, what is it? Ecclesiastes 3, I'm pretty sure. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. In the first Greek translation of the Bible, each use of the word time in the above passage is rendered as kairos, not chronos. In 1985, a group of black South African theologians wrote a response to recent crackdowns by the apartheid government. It was called the Kairos document. And it began, the time has come. The moment of truth has arrived. The document was pervaded with a strong sense that the time was ripe for change. The fate of South Africa balanced on a nice edge and small actions might have the power to change the past history. Someday you're going to be able to see that what was happening with the pandemic and the Democrats did this, uh, Joe Biden, the progressive, they all did this. This was set up during the pandemic. They used that as a time to go green. They use that crisis as a time to turn everything upside down, to take control of people, to now mandate people can stay at home, to shut everything down. They did that. That was a test. That was what we call floating a balloon. They figured out what they needed to do. They did that. And now from there, if you look at all this, all this transgender, all this homosexuality, all this green stuff, all this changing the dictionary, all this changing words, all. And why does this matter? Because words are important. Words matter. Right now, there's a battle for words. What do you think fifth generation warfare is? It's a battle for the narrative. It's a battle for the thought process. And if you are not aware of the time that we're in, we're in the fifth generation warfare, the time of that. If you don't know, then you're being eaten alive. You're being manipulated. Remember, sleight of hand is magic. David Copperfield did not make the Statue of Liberty disappear. Slide of mouth is manipulation. It's like Dr. Milton Erickson's language pattern uh, of uh, when you want to hypnotize somebody. It's a language pattern. It's getting your, your flow in the right timing. It's getting the right time of your emotional ups and downs. It's getting into a flow. What do you think flow is? It's a timing. What do you think uh, when you uh, melodramatic? When you want to create drama, it's all about timing. I'm a, I'm a drama king. I love drama. I, I, I get the emotion going. It's all a timing thing. Don't you hear the word timing? In communication, a speaker's words are only a fraction of his efforts. The pitch and tone of his voice, the speed and rhythm of the spoken word, the pauses between those words may express more than what is being communicated by words alone. You have gestures, you have postures, you have pose, you have expressions. See, this is why it irritates me reading the Bible. Because Dr. Albert Marubian said that 7% of communication, and we're talking, he's talking about personal communication, 7% is spoken words, 38% is voice and tone, and 55% is body language. And when we're reading the Bible, we read 7%. We hear Jesus' words, but we don't hear his emotion, we don't see his demeanor, we don't see his face, we don't see his gestures, we don't see his postures, we don't, see, we don't hear the pauses in between. There could be a 30-second pause in between two words. 
But in the text, they're just two words right next to each other. There are so many things in the Bible. Some of the greatest things in the Bible were given one sentence. Read Genesis 11. The, the Tower of Babel. God disinherited the entire, all the nations. And there's two sentences about it. And it moves on. You got to go to 30, Deuteronomy 32, 8 through 9 to read what really took place. Today, unlike it matters, I'm going in the concept of time. And after the break, I'm going to answer this question. What time is it? With three specific charges for you to know what time it is. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And the time is now. What time is it? That's what we're talking about today. The time is now for Like It Matters Radio to go nationwide. Listen, I need whatever city you are in and you're hearing this radio show. I don't care if you're listening to it on podcast or on uh, Freedom 1570 or on likeitmattersradio.com, whatever way. I want you to call your local radio station. We're targeting two types of radio stations, Christian talk stations and just talk stations, AM, FM. We need you to call them up and tell them, hey, play Like It Matters Radio. We have now put ourselves on Westwood One Satellite. Uh, it's SRN3, Like It Matters Radio. We're also on Salem's XDSIP. Uh, Salem SRN is Like It Matters Radio. So both satellites, Westwood One and Salem Satellite, we are on there, Like It Matters Radio. What happens is uh, program directors have a time to fill. They have a 24-hour time slot. They got to sell those 24 hours. That's how the company makes money. However, there are certain times that are not sold. And then the program director then goes ahead and puts on other programming, quality programming for their listening audience. There are lots of program directors looking for good material to present to their audience. We have a one of a kind show. There's nothing else out there like it. So they can go to the satellite and pick our show up and plug it in. It could be midnight on Sunday. It could be 2 a.m. on Saturday. It doesn't matter. So we have an hour a week put up on the satellite so we can start getting people listening, expand our territory, increase our influence. The time is now. The battle's in the mind, ladies and gentlemen. And if we don't get in there and help people, the time's going to run out. People take their lives. People walk out of marriages. People take other lives. People stuff, 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 snap. Depression, uh, PTSD all going through the roof. The battle's in the mind. Let me equip people. 
Remember, Dr. Victor Frankel said, between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. So I made a promise to you. I told you at the beginning, I'm going to give you the three specific times that it is. And I'm going to tell you what those things are. Number one, it's time to realize what the problem is. Whether you're a doctor or a mechanic, you take a look at something that's not working right and you figure out what the problem is. So I'm gonna give you three times that it is. What time is it? There's a time to do these three things. Number one, it's time to realize the problem. And the problem is the human heart. You can ban all the guns you want. People will find ways to kill people. Whether it's with some liquid over-the-counter medication, whether it's with a pencil in the eye, whether it's cutting someone's brake cables, poisoning them, suffocating them, hiring someone to kill them, the problem is the human heart. It's us. The good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart the bible says the heart is wicked beyond repair i mean think about the bible's 1200 chapters by chapter 12 in genesis god kicked man out of his home god destroyed all mankind except for eight god reestablished a new covenant with those eight started fresh and within two chapters of that putting a man back on earth he disinherited all the nations. And in Genesis 12, he called on Abram from Mesopotamia, who would eventually become Abraham, the father of many great nations. Of the three great faiths, the father is Abraham. So the problem is the human heart. The problem is not out there. It's in here. You can ban guns, but i am be honest with you, you can take me out, I'd rather bullet to the head than chop me up. Got my point? So it's time to realize we're the problem. We got to fix us. And if you know the logical levels, I talk about them all the time. I'm not going to go through them in depth today because I got to keep my promise. But remember, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And so identity is the second to top level in the logical levels. Right above identity is spirit. And since man is the problem, man, identity cannot solve the problem of man. You must go the level above it. Remember, Einstein said you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. So the level above man or above identity is spirit. The only answer is to God, which brings us to step two. Time to refocus. You've got scattered. You've got off track. You've lost some things. You've lost focus. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. You got confused. You're showing up. You're just doing time. You're just checking boxes. You're just putting out fires. Doesn't your family deserve better than a fireman? And I'm not talking about first responder now. Please don't hit read into that. Love my firemen. I'm talking metaphorically now. If you're always putting out fires, you're just a fire person. It's time to refocus on what really matters. Jesus said, when the master returns, you want to be doing what the master has called you to do. 
The time of the second coming is soon. It's seven years away from one point that's getting ready to happen. First, the rapture takes place, people. The second coming takes place seven years after the rapture. The rapture is not Jesus coming to earth. He never touches ground. He meets us in the clouds and he pulls us up. He He takes us out of here. Then seven years after that, we return to him for the great battle. With the, for the great battle, of course, he fights and wins it with just opening his mouth. But you got to know eschatology. So, time to refocus. What's really important? If you had six months to live, a year to live, how would you live your life? I would suggest you start thinking that way because I don't. There's not double digits. I can almost guarantee that. I wouldn't be surprised if the rapture happens today or tomorrow. So you need to refocus. You need to be about what's important. If you were living your life and there was the last six months of your life, how would you live it? That's how you should focus. And thirdly, it's time to commit. You know, one of my favorite guys is Whitlock. Commit to what? You say, well, commit to the first two. Time to commit. Once you've figured these things out, now do something about it. Let me share an article that Jason Whitlock wrote April 17th. It says uh, NBA star Russell Westbrook and rapper E-40 identify as weak men. Let me, you can get it. It's, a, it's a, theblaze.com. Again, NBA star Russell Westbrook and rapper E-40 identifies weak men. That's the article title. I'm going to pick up this article. 19 years ago, the Indiana Pacers declared war on the Detroit Pistons fans inside the palace. Then NBA commissioner David Stern sided with his paying customers, issuing harsh suspensions and fines against Ron Artest, Steven Jackson, and several other Pacers for fighting with Pistons fans. Looking to maintain access to the athletes, many elite media members sided with the players. In the nine years of Adam Silver's reign as commissioner of the NBA, remember, he's the woke one. He's the one that had him put all these social justice things. He's the one that caused people like me to walk away, Adam Silver. So Adam Silver's reign as commissioner of the NBA, the divide between basketball players and fans has grown much worse. Silver is, a, is petrified of the players. He's scared to death of them. It is now common for NBA players to have paying customers ejected from an arena for shouting things that players used to laugh off. I mean, LeBron James has done it. These are gods. These people are gods. These people don't have a god because they are god. The players dismiss very little day. They're their own gods. This is his words. I just What I just said was my words. I'm back at the article now. The players dismiss very little day, quote, they are their own gods. Taunts are blasphemy. Their self-esteem is directly tied to the level of worship they receive. This weekend at the inaugural, inaugural Fearless Army Roll Call Men's Summit, I ended my speech talking about the importance of men embracing their identities in Christ. I asked the more than 700 assembled men to toss aside the political, sexual, racial, and work identities and identify first and foremost as Christians. See, if Russell Westbrook's sole identity was Christian, he would not be bothered at all by what founds shout at him. Westbrook has rabbit ears and is in constant controversy with fans and media because he thinks he's a god. He's accused Utah fans of bigotry. He scolded a small child who playfully touched him courtside. See, the rapper, e, the rapper E-40 suffers the same problem. Gold chains, millions of dollars in fame do not strengthen a man's self-confidence and cool. On Saturday at a Gold State Warrior game, one of the fans got escorted out of his seat. Because he had a B, I'm sorry, um, E-40 got escorted out. Why? Because he was harassing a fan. And then he claimed that it was because of racism that he was kicked out. And this is how he ends the story. When you take your identity in God, you care very little about what man thinks about you. 
you don't get triggered by the taunts of fans. Think about this. Where do you take your identity? I'm going to tell you the time is now. The time is now to get serious. You don't have time to have one foot in the kingdom, one foot in the world like I did for 40 years. It's a different time. It's time to realize the problems are heart. We got to work on our heart and mind. It's time to realize we got to refocus on that which is really important. And it's time to commit to that which we refocus on. Because time can be a jealous lover. She demands our attention and our focus. And if we do not focus on the gift that she is, we will lose track of her. I'm Black, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.